everyone, and welcome to episode 68 of the App Advice Weekly Podcast. This is your host, Trevor Sheridan of AppAdvice.com, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Brett Nolan of AppAddict.net. Join us this week as we dig into the inner workings of the App Store, where super apps prepare for battle. How are you doing today, Brett? I'm prepared for battle, sir. <laughs> <laughs> And so, <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> I threw you off with you that. You did. I did not expect that response. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I guess we'll start diving right into the Apple news this week, which is actually kind of battle-based in that third-party developers are preparing to unionize to battle Apple ahead of WWDC. And essentially, they're calling for two main things. The first is that this is going to be the 10-year anniversary of the App Store because July 2008 is when the App Store started, so we're getting to July 2018. And developers want all apps to have free trials. This is especially for game developers because right now there's a lot of subscription-based apps that let you do a free trial, but they want it available for all apps. And then they also want better rates because, you know, there's the 70-30 split where Apple takes 30 based on all revenue but they want you know a better rate because there's a currently 85 15 split on certain subscriptions if the subscription lasts for more than a year so they just want a little or some changes from apple right right and i mean i some of the stuff and this makes sense i mean they're really the ones earning apple this money apple set up the infrastructure but without app developers creating all these things that people are downloading and buying and buying in-app purchases Apple wouldn't be making all this money, so I understand where they want to make more money, and we've seen already a lot of developers move away from iOS just because you cannot sustain a, this can't be your only source of income, and we've seen them go over to Steam, we've seen them go to other platforms, because it's just hard to make a living being an app developer on iOS, so it makes perfect sense where they're fighting for this. I don't, the, the, the question in my mind is still, I don't fully understand how this trial system is going to work because we there's a lot of complaints people have about the subscription trials where you have to go into all these menus in order to find out where to cancel it before you get charged if you don't want to keep the subscription. So I'm curious to see how this would get implemented if they did go forward with this. I'm hoping it's more of these, you only decide to pay if you want to actually get the full version of the game, and then not one of these, we have to remember to cancel if you don't want the full version of the game. But I'm all for free trials. I would love to try some of these games that are paid before committing to go ahead and spend a bunch of money on something that I don't know if I'm even going to like. Right. And that's, you know, there's a bunch of questions. If you want free trials, does that push Apple to change the way that you're able to cancel free trials? Could they make it an API where you can cancel the trial right in the game? Or is it clearer? So, like, right now, pretty much you have to go to iTunes on the computer, go to your account, and then find the trial and cancel it. It's really tedious, and there's a lot of loading time, and it's part of the time it's not even worth the effort that the free trial offered. So... They need to clean, Apple would need to clean that up to make free trials accessible for all types of developers, especially if you get into the idea that every app is going to have the potential for a free trial. You could rack up a bunch. 
Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> and especially if you have a kid who's just going in there and doing free free trials and you don't even know that the kid did this and now maybe something's going to get charged later. I don't, I don't remember because it's been a while. I think you do have to log in and confirm that you are willing to pay this. So it's odds are if you have the parental controls, a kid couldn't do this, but it's still unclear to me that... There could be situations, even if you decide, oh, yeah, I'm going to let my kid try out this game, you could forget that you had this on there and then end up having to pay for these things if it's not easy and noticeable that you have these trials going. Right. And so as of this podcast, as of recording, 488 apps have signed on to support the cause, and then 432 people who aren't app developers who are just supporting the cause have also signed up. So even if you don't have an app, you can go to the developersunion.org and sign up to just support their cause. If you believe that Apple should allow free trials and give a better revenue sharing split to developers. Yep. And so that's pretty much the Apple news for this week. We're hurtling towards WWDC, so hopefully we'll have more to sink our teeth into as we approach June. And then that means it's time for some new apps. And this week, it's not really a new app as much as it's a complete redesign and revamping of an existing app. And so Google has updated their Google News Stand app for iOS to now just be called Google News. And now it doesn't have you, you know, have all those newsstand kind of limitations or signups or anything. Essentially, you download the app, you log in with your Google account, and it's going to essentially track what you've already been searching online for, reading online for, and put it into this one aggregated feed. And to be honest, I never used the Google Newsstand app, but this Google News app, just, you know, the first few stories right off the top are all kind of based on what I was reading today. They're fit in right with what I do. It might be like a ESPN story about the Cavs Celtics games tonight or John Oliver's weekly post or something about Infinity War or even um, Adult Swim purchasing the makers of Pocket Mortys or also my local ABC affiliate having local news stories. It's all in one single feed without me having to do anything other than logging in with my Google account, which has already been tracking all this stuff by itself. Yeah, it's a little scary, yes. but also <laughs> it's it's great that they it is picking up the stuff you actually care about. So this weekend, I was actually, usually I had been using uh, Yahoo Newsstand to get like quick little whatever trending news was. And this weekend I started searching. I felt like I want to get something new. I want a little more because they didn't give you a lot of stories and it wasn't always relevant stuff I wanted to see. And then I came across this Google news app. And I'm like, is this a new app? I didn't realize because I never used the old app either. And I put it on and like you, all of a sudden it was populating with stuff that was really interesting to me. And this is like, wow, they know exactly what I want to read about. And so I started using it and this has become like my go-to news app now if I just want to quickly see what kind of stories are out there and they always seem to kind of capture what I want but you can kind of tweak that by saying you don't want to see certain stories about certain topics if you click on like a new story that you don't want to see any more about those you can have it kind of filter those stories out and you can kind of make it learn as you go for to kind of 
dive in more about what you do want to see. Like maybe you search for things that you didn't really care about or you were searching up something for your kid for their project and uh, for a school project and now that's kind of in your history and they think you want to know all about, I don't know, some war, some part of U.S. history or something that you had to search up for your kid. Now you can kind of filter those out and just get the stuff that you do want to read about. Yeah, and... So that's the For You section. If you do click on any article, there's a little, essentially, Google button in the upper right corner, and that will bring you to full coverage on that topic. So you can get multiple sources for that particular story. So you don't have to just be stuck with whatever is the main source. You can see multiple sources on any particular topic. And then there's also just a headline section, which isn't catered towards you. It's just kind of what Google thinks is trending. And then you can favorite anything to read it later, including specific sources, specific locations, or specific topics. And locations is really important to have, you know, your local newspaper, your slightly bigger local newspaper, and your local TV stations giving you stories that are only going to matter to people living in your area. But then you can still have it mixed in with national news stories. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of really nice features for kind of customizing it to whatever you want to see. And I think that's what I found was missing with the Yahoo newsstand app, where originally I liked it just because they were really short when they had that old, the one that used that algorithm to shrink down the news stories into almost like just a couple of paragraphs. And then they expanded it out to their full-on newsstand app. And now this Google News app kind of just gives you all the all of everything, but then you can drill down to certain areas and it's not overwhelming with tons and tons of news stories, but there's always something there for you. Yeah, and so if you are looking for a new type of news app, say your RSS reader is you know, going growing boring because it's only those specific sources you've added, maybe you want to try Google News to just have potential for everything, but then have the app intelligent enough to kind of reduce that water hose of information into a trickle rather than the full blast yep (laughs) and so that's google news it's free it's universal and it's definitely worth trying it's also an alternative to apple news have you used apple news much because i know i haven't no, I I I, bear, I I used it when I set up my site to be able to, to post to it, and I went in to make sure that was working, and that was about it. Yeah, and so this is another alternative. I think the problem with Apple News, I just couldn't get into it. I don't know if it's the formatting or the story suggestions just weren't the same, but so far from the early outset, Google News definitely suggests stories better than Apple News. Yes, I agree. And so that means it's time for some new games. And the first one this week is Homo Machina, which essentially turns the human body into an inner working of machine work. So essentially, and you know, there's a bunch of human body kind of anatomically correct apps. This one, in terms of your vision, it goes, it changes it from what you usually would have with your retina and pupil and processing the information into this kind of like film structure so you have to drag like this film downwards you adjust this like machine lighting to take the light in and then you manually pull this lever to adjust exposure and that changes the way the body can see 
and they've done this for your nerve center or the beating of your heart or breathing with your lungs and all the different parts of the human body have turned into these machines and mechanisms that you get to interact with in these kind of pseudo puzzle styles where it's mainly just kind of tapping on screen for specific areas or dragging and dropping but it does make it more of this interactive way the body works Right, yeah, it's all set in like this really charming story where you have kind of you you realize you're inside of this guy's body, and there all these little people are there controlling all the different systems within his body, and it almost looks like a big 1920s style factory. And so this head of the factory is calling down to the different areas saying, guys, we, he's waking up. We need to open those eyes and get and start seeing what's going on. And so then now you have to figure out what you have to do to control the eye, open the eye and get them to see. And they're like these little puzzles and they don't give you really any instructions on what you have to do. And you have to figure out, what they're trying to get you to do and then do that in order to pass that section and then you then the story continues on and as you as it goes on you find out the story is this guy he has this date that night with some woman that he likes and so they're trying to get him ready get him prepared get his like breathing under control so he's not all nervous and so it's a cute little story that goes on and it's an interesting way to show the human body of what our, our body naturally does as part of like getting ready for a big event and eating in the morning and everything. And it kind of puts in this little world where now your, your body's not your own. You have these little factory workers inside of you controlling all these systems and performing all these actions for you. But it's, so it's a really cute little story and kind of it's weird, but cute and I don't know, I really enjoyed it. It kept me captivated from start to finish, even though like maybe the puzzles weren't the most difficult, but there were some of them that required some quick timing and and reaction times in order to figure it out, and then just figuring out what you had to do sometimes wasn't so obvious. Yeah, the very idea of it, it's just cool to imagine your body turned into these different sections of a factory where smelling comes down to you know, processing these specific little intake pieces and putting them in the right bins. And it just changes kind of the way you would view your body to have that whole factory idea. And then just to see how everything pieces together and works together. The whole game is probably going to take about an hour for this story to kind of broken into these three main sections. So it's not going to be the longest game in the App Store. And it's not the most complex puzzle game in the App Store. But that doesn't necessarily detract from the overall appeal because it's the really ornate idea executed with a superb design and just all having to want to push forward to interact with every part of the body and then play through this entire storyline and just to see everything come together. Yeah, it took me about I think about an hour and a half to play through the entire thing, and and it these are this is the same studio that brought us uh, Typewriter, which was that really unique uh, platforming kind of game where you played as these two little dots traveling through all kind of typography setup. So they're used to kind of taking the, like a natural concept and then really going like off kilter within something really different and artsy and they just like you said the whole thing is put together so well and just like the 
the story is interesting and just the, I don't know, it just feels really unique and unlike anything. Yes, the puzzles aren't going to blow you away, but I don't think they had to. I think it's enough to keep you engaged and you want to help this guy get to this date and get things done. And so you're trying to help out the workers and get things and get him working correctly so that he uh, he can get to that date. And so it's it's just a, a fun... I could see this as like a, a story, like you'd like an animated film you would watch, like a, a little animated short film. But now you get to actually do kind of that interactive stuff to by solving those puzzles. And I, it's it kind of took me by surprise. I didn't know what to expect, but uh, I was quite pleased with it. Yeah, speaking of that animated idea, it's kind of like Inside Out with the way, you know, that focuses on emotions, but just to focus on the physical mechanisms of your body, it has that same kind of vibe and feel. Right, yeah, yeah. And so that's Homo Machina, it's two ninety nine. it's Universal. So next up is Diggerman, which is that familiar arcade, endless digging style. In this case, all you have to do is tap either the left or right side of the screen to move because Diggerman, he digs in the diagonal form. And so the main kind of challenge of the game is that your battery's constantly depleting because you have a minor light, and once it depletes, you lose. There's other ways to lose too, though, because there are rolling boulders. If you dig underneath them, they'll come down after you. And then as you descend, you'll come across bats and lava and other kinds of obstacles to also kill you. So it is endless in nature, but there's different regions. So you'll start out in basic dirt, but then you'll get to like more spider web, kind of old timey mine area. Then you'll get to more frozen worlds. But for the, you still, if you die, you have to restart at the beginning. Though the game has introduced this coin based checkpoint system where there's checkpoints every 50 meters or so. And then to restart the game, it's going to cost a certain number of coins, but then you can also unlock new heroes, which bring down the cost of the coins for each checkpoint. So it all kind of goes into the idea that it's endless, but the game still has a kind of progression system as you unlock new things. Right, right. So they've tried to offset the the free-to-play elements of it by having ways that as you play more, you can reduce those costs going forward. But the only way to fully eliminate them is, I think there was an in-app purchase to, to do that. But... I don't know. It to me, this gets super repetitive super quickly. I, I did kind of like the the thought of it, and I do like with that the boulder. You're not immediately killed. You can try to outrun it if you want. Uh, you just have to start to try to weave. And usually, when you're trying to avoid getting hit by the boulder, is when you end up running into other trouble, like running into one of those spider webs that delays you, or accidentally running into a lava pit which kills you. And so, I do like those elements of the game. It just overall for me, it just got way too repetitive, and I just felt like it was, especially having to start all the way over at the beginning, yes, I was able to reduce some of the costs by unlocking those additional helper dudes, but overall, it just was way too repetitive for me to really enjoy this for any kind of longevity. Yeah, so this game, it has good pieces. The unlock system, the checkpoint system, the control scheme, the battery depletion, it's all these good little pieces, but it just doesn't come together to make it lasting long-term appeal on your device, mainly because it still has that 
endless nature and then it's such a simple game where you're either just tapping left or right to descend downwards and you can have a bunch of speed when you're descending you know there's no delay in when you're tapping left and right it's as quick as you want to be able to go forward and the battery is more of a time based rather than each dig based so you want to get as many digs in as possible but like you said just you want I don't know some more development or say the game was level based where it was digging for you have to dig you know a certain like thousand meters and then you complete that section that section's complete now we go on to the frozen ice world and there's all new challenges something but as it stands the little pieces just don't add into a lasting game on your device right and i think this is by the same people that developed timberman so to that gives you kind of the idea of similar setup yes yes so that's what they're going for it's this repetitive nature where you're trying to prove upon yourself but you're not going to have anything like really groundbreaking or earth shattering it's kind of one of these time waster setups and if you like that kind of game, then you're going to be thrilled by this. If you kind of get bored quickly of these types of games, then this isn't going to really do much for you. Yes, there are some things to unlock and ways to advance and get back to where you were, but it is going to cost you coins. So there's a lot of trade-offs there where I'd rather play something else. If Honestly, if I was going to play a digging game, I'd rather almost go back to like a classic rather than play this. But... I don't know. It, it is what it is, and I'm sure there's an audience for it, but I'm not part of that audience. Yep, so that's Digger Man. It's free. It's universal. And then there's Animal Super Squad, which is kind of a momentum-based physics adventure game where it's kind of like those motocross games, trial style, where you want to control the trajectory and the angle of impact of your little craft. So you start out with this little chicken. He can roll around and jump around by himself, but then he can also get into a little cart, and then that lets you speed, have a boost, and go through more kind of blast sequences. And you'll come to realize that most of these levels have all kinds of like contraptions and mechanisms to interact with. And so it comes down to hitting them all at the proper angle to keep your momentum and speed going. Though if you do fail at any kind of portion in the game, there's checkpoints throughout. Like say you get to a re- relatively tough sequence where there's tons of ways to die. You don't have to restart the very beginning you just kind of can focus on that one section so you proceed through these different sections and part of the fun of the game is there's so many ways for your chicken to blow up or die or anything your chicken can fall down through this little crevasse and then hit like this little fire and then he turns into a bucket of fried chicken so the humor is not lost in the game (laughs) and so part of the fun is the failure that will inevitably come from the tight sequences of each level design yeah i i didn't know much about this and this one kind of surprised me i actually enjoyed it more than i thought i would it it reminded me a lot of moto heroes where you're trying to it's not endless you're trying to get through a certain level but they give you plenty of checkpoints that you can recover in and then you can get that vehicle that you have you can hop out of it anytime you want and there'll be times where you might hit something that blows up and now your your vehicle's blown up or maybe you just lose the front wheels of your vehicle so now it's not really moving so hot. You can get out and just roll your little chicken around or, or there's other creatures you can unlock as well. But you roll whatever your creature is around all on their own. And in fact, one of the levels, I lost my car early on and I just 
proceeded to finish the entire level just rolling this little chicken around. He can't jump as high as the, the car can. He goes slower than the car can. But you can still maybe finish the level even if you don't have that vehicle. And and suppose you, you hit a checkpoint and then you die... When you restart the checkpoint, you'll have the vehicle again. So it's and you can restart the checkpoint anytime you want by hitting a little button. So there's a lot of weird little traps and things that come around. And I thought that the level design was interesting because you never knew what was coming up, and there were always something that you had to try to avoid or or time just right. And you weren't always in a time crunch. There are like these hidden levels where this giant, like razor spinning razor blade is coming at you and you do not have time to even think you just got to keep on moving forward, moving forward. Otherwise, if you get too hung up, the thing's going to catch up to you, chop you up, and then you got to start over again. So most of the levels you can take your time you do have to there are certain segments where you do have to have the momentum to jump over a certain like missing platform or to jump over some triggers for bombs that would otherwise blow you up so there are parts where you definitely have to make sure you have things going at certain speeds but otherwise you can kind of take your time going through these levels and figuring out your best path and worst case you start back at your previous checkpoint but i think the there is definitely something for both younger gamers and older gamers that can enjoy this. And I think there was enough of a challenge there on especially those time-based levels uh, for even experienced people. It's more the controls for me that kind of were a little awkward the way they're set up. And I think this is the type of thing that would work much better if you had physical controls. But once you kind of got used to the, the, the layout of the buttons, you could kind of do it, but never really without putting your eyes back onto the screen to see exactly where you're going to press. Yeah, the controls, they're all on-screen buttons, and there's a lot, because there's the directional arrow buttons, and then there's the rotational buttons for both left and right. And then if you're in the car, you have the gas pedal. If you're just the chicken, then you'll have a jump button. And you do have to look down. You have to look away from the action more often than not. Or sometimes you'll want to rotate and you actually go forward or vice versa. So it can just get a little annoying. But for me, the main problem was just I found myself kind of going through the motions. It was more like those uh, physics games where you blast from cannon to cannon. And those games just I can't really get into. There's more kind of tougher sequences along the way where you'll have you have to get that proper timing like you mentioned but for me I just never could really get into it because it was so kind of passive even though you have to be more active but it still it wasn't as interactive as I had hoped or your momentum or the trajectory of your car wasn't as vital to proceeding through the level as it was just getting to the right place. Yeah, I can see that. the segments where they actually do have going from cannon to cannon, those were all hands-off. You kind of just, it shot you through those, where I wish it was more time-based and had you kind of try to time those those shots so that you'd line them up better. But I didn't really have a problem with like lining things up. In fact, you had to line the car up in order to get it to jump over certain things. You had to tilt it backwards and then fire off your, your jet boosters to jump over things. 
yeah, that I didn't really mind. I the thing I thought was some of the levels I felt were a little too long. I was wondering like where is the end of this? Like you didn't have any sense when you started a level whether it was going to be a shorter level or a longer level. So sometimes they just seem to go on and on and on forever. Uh, other times they they seem just the right length. I never had any that I felt were too short. But there are there is a whole element in the game where you have user-defined levels, and those are always hit or miss. Whether, like, someone creates a super easy level that just has so much crap on the screen that they just wanted to throw every element on the screen all at once. I haven't even dived into the user-created stuff. I'm just going through the, the campaign mode right now. But that is only so much. It all depends on how good the people develop those levels, whether that is value add or it's just sifting through a whole bunch of really crappy levels to find the gems in there. Right. So there are those levels. There's not as many levels, I think, included. I think it's like 20-something because they are going to rely on you playing those user-created levels. But that does give you the option to play this game a bunch. Yep. And so that's Animal Super Squad. It's $4.99. It's universal. And then to round out the week is Disney Heroes Battle Mode. And this game, you've probably played this style before. And this is essentially a Disney-themed version. It's a real-time strategy game where you have these team-based battles. And essentially, at first glance, it's kind of like uh, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes or Marvel Strike Force. And then as you play it, it seems it's actually simpler. This might be the most simplistic game I've ever experienced. It's amazing how simple it is. So just to put this in perspective, you start out, you get to play as Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph, Mrs. Incredible, and Frozone. And that's your little team, and then later on you'll unlock Vanellope. And so in each level, you have your four characters, and they're going to go battle these three waves of enemy characters. And you do absolutely nothing. Literally, all four characters fight the first wave, defeat it, fight the second wave, defeat it, and then as time goes on, you see this little orange bar on each character fill in. And once it gets completely filled, the character is then highlighted in a little silver sparkly, and then you can tap on that character icon to do a special move. That is the entirety of your interaction in the game, is to tap on your character to activate a special move. There are levels where you don't have to touch your device. You can start the level, and then watch everything proceed and then there's this little arrow button to proceed to the next section you get to press that a couple times and then the level ends essentially activating the special lets you get three stars because none of your characters die but it's really tough to lose in this game it's really tough to actually play this game it's amazing i understand there's the disney theme so you want to make it accessible to the youngest audience possible but at some point you actually have to put a game in place Right, yeah, we've seen this game before, but at least those you got to try to say, like, each each player, like, took their turn, and then you got to decide, okay, I want this character to attack this one because I think his skill would do well against this type of enemy. This one, they're just going on the screen, doing their thing. Like, you have no interaction in this. Like, it is so boring. And you see all these amazing Disney characters, and you're like, this is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna get to, like, build my dream team of all these Disney characters and I'm gonna we're gonna go into battles and I'll be he'll have this awesome special move I'll be able to take advantage of it but no it's just incredibly boring like you're just watching it all happen on the screen and then just that you said you get to tap an arrow to say let's move on to the next section 
and you don't even have to pay attention to this thing, and they're just fighting on their own. This would be so much better if there was any kind of interactivity or onus on the player to do anything within the battle like go back and copy if you're already copying all these other games at least copy the thing where you got to choose where you want each character who you want them to be fighting so at least you can try to utilize whatever their skills happen to be but as it stands i don't even understand how this is getting except for fan service because they get all these characters on the screen I don't understand who is enjoying this and finding it even remotely fun because it's not even entertaining. It's just boring as anything. Yeah, interactive book apps or interactive kind of movie sequence apps are more involved in this game. It's I don't even classify it as a game. It's essentially an app where you get to see the Incredibles and Wreck-It Ralph and Zootopia characters merge together and then fight. I tried to get into the game a ways so to see if it actually ever expanded and after quite a few levels, it never really did. I unlocked the global Chad and a couple of new characters, and the gameplay is still exactly the same, which is mind-boggling. I, I just don't understand how they could release... Essentially, it's like a clicker game if you took most of the clicking out. It, 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 <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah, it, it's, it puts the new definition on idle in the idle RPG. Like, you are idle. You're not doing anything. So, I don't know. I really don't understand how this came out like this. And maybe I'm missing... I'm, I keep hoping I'm missing something. Because I don't fully understand how... Who's going to want to continue just to mindlessly play this? It just yeah. doesn't make sense. Yep. So, if you do want to save some time, you can just skip this one entirely. It's Disney Heroes Battle Mode. It's free. It's universal. And I think that's everything for episode 68. Uh, actually, just one last thing I want to mention is Potion Explosion, which is a great Asmodee digital uh, digital board game that came out last year, and it was my game of the year. Uh, they just released an update where they've now digitized the expansion for the game, which is called The Fifth Ingredient. And this it's a $1.99 in-app purchase, and it adds a, a fifth ingredient to the board, which is now acts kind of like as a wild ingredient. And then it also adds a couple of other elements which really kind of ramp up the strategy in the game, because they add this new kind of element of these professors and you choose two of them within the game you don't have to enable them if you don't want to but these give kind of special abilities where they let you trade in ingredients for other things or if you have two ingredients of the same type you can use those to eliminate your your one of your minus two kind of penalties you got for taking a, a po uh, an ingredient off the board an extra ingredient so there's all these little other strategic elements so if you've really enjoyed potion explosion i think you're you definitely want to pick up this fifth ingredient expansion because i think it really kind of makes it even more of a game uh even tougher and more thought to go into every move that you make within the game but i just want to mention that because i i know i enjoyed the game and i'm sure there's others out there and again that's the fifth ingredient expansion within the potion explosion app yeah i know it's worth mentioning your game of the year if it's been updated so now that's everything for episode 68 <laughs> yep that's all i got now to everyone listening we hope you enjoyed and we'll talk to you next time talk to you later mm -hmm.